kind of welcoming him. And so as we turn to God's scripture together, we offer that same word of praise and thanks uh, and welcome. So will you pray with me? Lord Jesus, as we hear the revelation of you, uh, we sing and we say Hosanna as a praise, as a welcome, as a commitment to uh, following you and your kingdom, uh, to hearing and trying to see the things that are unseen, uh, trying to live in those truths and those realities. So as we hear these words today, we commend them to our hearts and our minds, and we pray that you, Holy Spirit, will be at work to help us to to understand the huge, awesome mystery and wonder that is you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. So I invite you to turn to Revelation chapter 1. We're going to spend a couple of weeks in Revelation. And Revelation is not a book that's about the future as much as it's a book about the present. In fact, Daryl Johnson says that the, the way that we should understand apocalypse and the way that it's used in Revelation and what Revelation is trying to do is to show us how to set the present and the unseen realities of God. The unseen that we just sang about. The unseen realities of God for the present and the unseen realities of God for our future. We set the present and all that we experience, all that we know to be true in these unseen things. Because we've actually seen them. The world has seen them in Jesus Christ. And so the revelation of Jesus Christ is how revelation starts. And so if we remember that this is a revealing of Jesus that was given to John. Not a revealing of the future and what what is to come, but a revealing of Jesus and who Jesus is. The book takes on a whole other way of looking and reading and understanding it. So the revelation of Jesus Christ, which was given to John, and we're going to pick up the verse 4. So John, who's been given this vision and this, this prophecy, which remember prophecy is an invitation to us, shares these words. To the seven churches that are in Asia, a blessing, grace to you, and peace from him who is and who was and who is to come, and from the seven spirits who are before his throne, and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness the firstborn of the dead, and the ruler of the kings of the earth. To him who loves us and freed us from our sins by his blood and made us to be a kingdom, priests serving his God and Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Look, he is coming with the clouds. Every eye will see him, even those who pierced him. And on his account, all the tribes of the earth will wail. So it is to be. Amen. I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. This is the word of the Lord. So the word of the unseen reality begins with a blessing from the triune God, 
the unseen reality of the one who is and who was and who is to come or who is coming. That, that word can be translated to come or who is coming, who is on his way. Who is, who was, and who is to come. What does that remind you of? God, when he speaks to Moses and says, I am who I am, I will be who I will be. God, the Almighty, the powerful one who is at work to do his will, which is for the good of all people. Grace to you and peace from that God. Grace to you and peace from the one who will do whatever it takes to be the one who keeps all of his promises and to see his design, his purposes for the world come to be. Grace to you and peace from the Son, oh, sorry, from the Holy Spirit, the seven spirits who are before his throne, seven being the number for holiness and completeness. So the seven spirits representing the Holy Spirit, who is before the throne of God and who Jesus promised us would be with us before the throne and with us. All places, everywhere, the Holy Spirit. God with us. Grace to you and peace from him, that God. Grace to you and peace from Jesus Christ. And listen to these descriptions of who Jesus Christ is. Jesus Christ is the faithful witness, the one that we know has showed us God. And all of God's purposes, all of God's love, all of God's grace, all of God's peace, all of God's joy, all of God's kindness, all of God's gentleness and self-control. Grace to you and peace from Jesus, who we know is the faithful witness of all things God here on this earth. And not only is he the faithful witness, but he is the one who is the firstborn of the dead. He is the one who has truly showed us that the resurrecting power has the power to change us. He is the firstborn of this transformation that lasts for all eternity. Grace to you and peace from him, the one with the power to transform us in ways that will never be taken or shaken from us. Grace to you and peace from the ruler of the kings of the earth, Jesus Christ, who through his loving sacrifice showed what true power and reigning and sovereignty looks like, that it looks like sacrifice, that it looks like laying down one's crown and power and position for the needs of others, taking not what belongs to you, but giving all that you are for the purposes of God to be. Grace to you and peace from the God who is all of these things. And so the unseen reality that we must keep in mind as we go through this life is all of these things about who God is. And turn it back in understanding and seeing our life and calling and what he has given us to do. And so we bless God who has loved us. We bless God who frees us. We bless God who makes us to be a kingdom. 
people who are involved in the kingdom coming here and now, we bless God who has made us to be priests who message this love, this sacrifice, this goodness, and this purpose of God in the world. We go from being blessed to being blessings. This is how John was told to tell the people of God as they waited for Christ's return to be the building block of discipleship, to know how we are blessed and to be blessings to God's, pe- to God's people who is everyone in this world. These are the callings of God for the present. And that section ends with an amen. A let it be. I agree. That's what all is captured in the word amen when we say it. I agree. Let it be. Truly it is true. It is so. Amen. To be a blessing because we have been blessed. To know this amazing God. And look, he's coming on the clouds. The promise is that he will return. And what matters is that everyone will know. We don't have to worry about judging other people because God will do God's work to fulfill his purposes, which is for everyone to know who he truly is. And so, yes, some will wail because of they realize that this invitation was theirs all along and that abundant life could have been theirs. But the good news is that they will encounter this God. I am the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end of all things. I am the one who is and who was and who is coming, he says. I am the Almighty, the all-powerful, the one who, through his faithful witness, has shown that the powers of sin and darkness in the world do not win. And that though we have been given freedom, Christ has won. Though we have been given freedom to continue in the way of darkness and sin, the power to join in the kingdom good of God is also ours. These are the unseen realities that we build our life as Christians upon. And so the invitation to us is that we see the world through Jesus. We see the world and ourselves through Jesus because we are in Christ. Our lives are hidden with Christ in God in heaven. So we are already there and we just got to look out from Jesus. The firstborn of the dead, the faithful witness, the ruler of the kings of the earth. Carried and led by the seven spirits who are around his throne. Doing the will of the one who is and who was and who is coming. We are captured, caught up in this triune God. 
when we live the vision that God gave to John to give to all of God's followers. To live in these truths in some way. And it looks different, I think, for each of us. But the vision is the same. To see ourselves as starting from Christ. Not coming to Christ, but starting from Christ. Because that is where he has placed us. When we know that truth, that is our starting point. To live as though these things of him are true. To be aware of the triune God. And and to, to try to show these things in our life. And one of the things that Jesus himself has given us to, to show and to know that these things are true is this table that he gave before he died. When he had his disciples gather around him and said to do this meal in remembrance of him is to remember all of these things about Christ that they didn't even know that they were going to be remembering. Because that's how a sacrament works. It's full of meaning and experience that we have no idea that is happening to us when we celebrate at the table. That Jesus here faithfully witnessed to the role, to the call that he gave to his disciples to be reconcilers as he was reconciling the world to himself. That here at this table, he was showing the sacrificial love. He was pointing to the sacrificial love that was to come in just hours on the cross. That here, the, he was showing us the, and helping us to know that we needed to remember the power that would sustain him on the cross and the power of the Holy Spirit that would raise him from the dead is also given to nourish and give us power in this life. This life that moves from confessing our sins, that knows God's forgiveness through repentance, through change, through transformation of his spirit. All of these things are caught up in this meal that we do because he told us to remember. So let us turn our hearts to celebrating this meal. Friends, this is the joyful feast of the people of God. People will come from east and west, from north and south, and they will sit at the table in the kingdom of God. When our risen Lord was at the table with his disciples after he rose from the dead, on the, after the road to Emmaus, when he was walking with his friends, he took the bread and he blessed it and he broke it and he gave it to them. And it was in this act that their eyes were opened and they recognized him. This is the Lord's table. And our Savior invites all of those who trust in him to share in the feast that he has prepared, knowing that it is a foretaste of the feast of the wedding banquet in heaven that we will also be welcomed at. Will you pray with me? As you nourish us at this table, O God, may we know Christ's redemptive love and live a new life in him. Holy Spirit, help us to recognize who our Lord and the break help us to recognize you, our Lord, 
and the breaking of bread, to see and serve as he did in your kingdom, to be people who know through this meal that we are blessed and that out of the abundance of that blessing, we are called to be blessings to others whose lives are broken. Give us who are fed at Jesus' hand grace to share our bread with the hungry and the hungry of heart. Keep us faithful in your service, O Yahweh, until Christ comes in final victory. May we live into our calling to be your priests and servants. And we we look forward with hope to the feast with all your saints and the joy of your eternal realm. And we pray together as you, Jesus, taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. At this meal, we know that God loves us. At this meal, we know that God freed us. And we know that we are called to so much more. That we have an expanded purpose now as people who have known his healing and his forgiveness. That we have an expanded purpose to tell the story of the kingdom of God in our lives. And so we come to this table to be nourished, to be fed, and to be reminded of all that we proclaim to be true. And we begin by proclaiming with the church across time and space the words that have been a foundation of our faith. I invite you to repeat after me. Christ has died. Christ has risen. Christ will come again. Amen. If you believe these words to be true, then you are welcome to come to God's table with gladness of heart. I invite those who are serving to come forward. We're going to be passing through the pews today.